Chapter 2, Part 3b of A Contribution to the Critique of Political Economy by Karl Marx, translated by Nahum Isaac Stone. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Means of Payment the two forms which have so far distinguished money from the circulating medium are those of suspended coin and of the hoard the temporary transformation of coin into money in the case of the former means that the second phase of c to m to c namely purchase m to c must break up within a certain sphere of circulation into a series of successive purchases as to hoarding it is simply based on the isolation of the act c to m when it does not immediately pass into m to c or is but an independent development of the first metamorphosis of a commodity it represents money as the result of the alienation of all commodities in contradistinction to the medium of circulation as the embodiment of commodities in their always alienable form coin reserves and hoards are money only as non-circulating mediums and are non-circulating mediums only because they do not circulate in the capacity in which we consider money now it circulates or enters circulation but does not perform the function of a circulating medium as a medium of circulation money is always a means of purchase now it does not act in that capacity as soon as money develops through the process of hoarding into the embodiment of abstract social wealth and the tangible representative of material wealth it assumes in that capacity special functions within the process of circulation if money circulates merely as a medium of circulation and therefore as a means of purchase it is understood that commodity and money confront each other at the same time that is that the same value is present in a double form at one pole as a commodity in the hands of the seller at the other pole as money in the hands of the buyer this simultaneous existence of the two equivalents at opposite poles and their simultaneous change of places or mutual alienation presupposes in its turn that seller and buyer enter into relations as owners of equivalents that are on hand but in the course of time the process of the metamorphosis of commodities which produces the different forms of money transforms also the owners of commodities or changes the character in which they appear before each other in the community in the process of metamorphosis of the commodity the guardian of the latter changes his skin as often as the commodity changes place or as the money assumes new forms thus the owners of commodities originally confronted each other only as commodity owners but later on they became one a buyer the other a seller then each became alternately buyer and seller then hoarders 
and finally rich men in that manner the owners of commodities do not come out of the process of circulation the same men that they entered in fact the different forms which money assumes in the process of circulation are but crystallized changes of form of the commodities themselves which in their turn are but concrete expressions of the changing social relations in which commodity owners carry on the interchange of matter with one another new trade relations spring up in the process of circulation and as the representatives of these change relations commodity owners assume new economic roles just as gold becomes idealized within the process of circulation and plain paper in its capacity of a representative of gold performs the function of money so does the same process of circulation lend the weight of actual seller and buyer to the buyer and seller who enter it merely as representatives of future money and future commodities all the forms in which gold develops into money are but the unfolding of potentialities which the metamorphosis of commodities bears within itself these forms did not become distinctly differentiated in the process of simple money circulation where money appears as coin and the movement c to m to c forms a dynamic unity at most they appeared as mere potentialities as for example in the case of the break in the metamorphosis of a commodity we have seen that in the process c to m the relations between the commodity and money were those of an actual use value and ideal exchange value to an actual exchange value and only ideal use value by alienating his commodity as a use value the seller realized its own exchange value and the use value of money on the contrary the buyer by alienating his money as exchange value realized its own use value and the price of the commodity commodity and money changed places accordingly when it comes to a realization in actual life of this bipolar contrast a new break occurs the seller actually alienates his commodity but realizes its price only in idea he has sold his commodity at its price which is to be realized however only subsequently at a time agreed upon the purchaser buys as the representative of future money while the vendor sells as the owner of present goods on the part of the vendor the commodity as use value is actually alienated without the price being actually realized on the part of the purchaser money is actually realized in the use value of the commodity without being actually alienated as exchange value instead of a token of value representing money symbolically as was the case before the purchaser himself performs that part now and just as in the former case the symbolic nature of the token of value called forth the guarantee of the state which has made it legal tender so does the personal symbolism of the buyer bring about legally enforceable private contracts among commodity owners the contrary may happen in the process m to c where the money can be alienated as a real means of purchase and in that way the price of the commodity can be realized before the use value of the money is realized and the commodity actually delivered this occurs constantly under the everyday form of prepayments and it is under this form that the english government 
purchases opium from the riots of india or foreign merchants residing in russia mostly by agricultural products in these cases however the money always acts in its well-known role of a means of purchase and therefore does not assume any new forms footnote of course capital also is advanced in the shape of money and the money thus advanced may be advanced capital but this point of view does not fall within the horizon of simple circulation End of footnote. we need not dwell therefore on this case any longer but with reference to the changed form which the two processes m to c and c to m assume now we may note that the difference between purchase and sale which appeared but imaginary in the direct process of circulation now becomes a real difference since in the former case only the money is present and in the latter only the commodity and in either case only that extreme is present from which the initiative comes besides the two forms have this in common that either one of the equivalents is present only in the common will of the buyer and seller a will that is binding on both and assumes definite legal forms seller and buyer become creditor and debtor while the commodity owner looked comical as the guardian of a treasure he now becomes awe-inspiring since he no longer identifies himself but his neighbor with a certain sum of money and makes him and not himself a martyr of exchange value from a believer he becomes a creditor for religion he substitutes law i stay here on my bond thus in the modified form c to m in which the commodity is present and money is only represented money plays first of all the part of a measure of value the exchange value of the commodity is estimated in money as its measure but as exchange value established by contract price exists not only in the mind of the seller but also as a measure of obligation on the part of the buyer besides serving as a measure of value money plays here the part of a means of purchase although in that capacity it only casts ahead the shadow of its future existence it attracts the commodity from its position in the hand of the seller into that of the buyer as soon as the term of the contract expires money enters circulation since it changes its position by passing from the hands of the former buyer into those of the former seller but it does not enter circulation as a circulating medium or as a means of purchase it performed these functions before it was present and it appears after it has ceased to perform them it now enters circulation as the only adequate equivalent of the commodity as the absolute form of existence of exchange value as the last word of the process of exchange in short as money and money in its distinct role of a universal means of payment in this capacity of a means of payment money appears as the absolute commodity but within the sphere of circulation and not without it as was the case with hordes the difference between the means of purchase and the means of payment makes itself unpleasantly felt in periods of commercial crises footnote the difference between the means of purchase and the means of payment is emphasized by luther in the footnote originally the conversion of the product into money in the sphere of circulation appears only as an individual necessity for the commodity owner in so far as his own product has no use value to him but has to acquire it first by being alienated 
but in order to pay at the expiration of the contract he must have sold commodities before that thus entirely apart from his individual wants the movement of the circulation process makes selling a social necessity with every owner of commodities as a former buyer of a commodity he is compelled to become a seller of another commodity in order to get money not as a means of purchase but as a means of payment as the absolute form of exchange value the conversion commodity into money as a final act or the first metamorphosis of a commodity as an end in itself which in the case of hoarding seemed to be a matter of caprice on the part of the commodity owner becomes now an economic function the motive and essence of sale for the sake of payment becomes from a mere form of the process of circulation itself emanating substance in this form of sale the commodity completes its change of position it circulates while it postpones its first metamorphosis viz its transformation into money on the contrary on the part of the buyer the second metamorphosis is completed that is money is reconverted into a commodity before the first metamorphosis has taken place that is before the commodity has been turned into money the first metamorphosis thus takes place after the second in point of time and thereby money that is the form of the commodity in its first metamorphosis acquires a new destination money or the spontaneous development of exchange value is no longer a mere intermediary form of the circulation of commodities but its final result that such time sales in which the two poles of the sale are separated in point of time have their natural origin in the simple circulation of commodities requires no elaborate proof in the first place the development of circulation leads to a continual repetition of the mutual transactions between the same commodity owners who confront each other as seller and buyer the repetition is not accidental on the contrary goods are ordered let us say for a certain date in the future when they are to be delivered and paid for in that case the sale is ideal that is it is legally accomplished without the actual presence of the goods and money both forms of money those of a medium of circulation and of a means of payment still coincide here since in the first place commodity and money change places simultaneously and secondly the money does not buy the commodity but realizes the price of the commodity purchased before in the second place the nature of a great many use values makes the simultaneous alienation and delivery of the goods impossible and delivery has to be postponed for a certain time for example when the use of a house is sold for one month the use value of the house is delivered only at the expiration of the month although it changes hands at the beginning of the month since the actual transfer of the use value and its virtual alienation are separated here in point of time the realization of its price occurs also after its change of place finally the difference in the seasons and in the length of time required for the production of various commodities brings about a situation where one tries to sell his goods while the other is not ready to buy and with the repeated purchases and sales between the same commodity owners the two ends of sale fall apart according to the conditions of production of the respective commodities thus arises a relation of creditor and debtor between the owners of commodities which though constituting the natural foundation of the credit system may be fully developed before the latter comes into existence it is clear that with the extension of the credit system and consequently 
with the development of the capitalist system of production in general the function of money as a means of payment will extend at the expense of its function as a means of purchase and still more as an element of hoarding in england for example money as coin has been almost completely banished into the sphere of retail and petty trade between producers and consumers while it dominates the sphere of large commercial transactions as a means of payment footnote mr macleod in spite of his doctrinaire conceit about definitions fails so utterly to grasp the most elementary economic relations that he tries to deduce the very origin of money from its crowning form viz that of a means of payment he says among other things that since people do not always need each other's services at the same time and not to the same extent quotation there would remain over a certain difference or amount of service due from the first to the second debt End of quotation. the owner of this debt needs the services of a third person who does not directly need those of the second and quotation transfers to the third the debt due to him from the first evidence of debts changes so hands currency when a person received an obligation expressed by metallic currency he is able to command the services not only of the original debtor but of the whole of the industrious community end of quotation macleod theory and practice of banking etc london eighteen fifty five volume one chapter one end of footnote as a universal means of payment money becomes the universal commodity of all contracts at first only in the sphere of circulation of commodities footnote bailey l c page three money is the general commodity of contracts or that in which the majority of bargains about property to be completed at a future time are made end of footnote but with the development of this function of money all other forms of payment are gradually converted into money payments the extent to which money is developed as the exclusive means of payment indicates the degree to which exchange value has taken hold of production in its depth and breadth footnote says signor in his lectures published by comte arriva bean l c page one seventeen quotation since the value of everything changes within a certain period of time people select as a means of payment an article whose value changes least and which retains longest a given average ability to buy things thus money becomes the expression or representative of values End of quotation. on the contrary just because gold silver etc have become money that is the embodiment of independently existing exchange value they become the universal means of payment when the consideration as to the stability of the value of money mentioned by mr senior comes into play that is in periods when money asserts itself as the universal means of payment through the force of circumstances then is just the time when fluctuations in the value of money are discovered such was the time of elizabeth in england when lord burleigh and sir thomas smith in view of the manifest depreciation of the precious metals put through an act of parliament which obliged the universities of oxford and cambridge to stipulate the payment of one-third of their ground rents in wheat and malt End of footnote. the volume of money in circulation as a means of payment is determined in the first place by the amount of payments that is by the sum total of the prices of the commodities alienated but not about to be alienated as in the case of simple circulation of money 
the quantity thus determined is subject however to two modifications the first modification is due to the rapidity with which the same piece of money repeats the same function that is with which the several payments succeed one another a pays b whereupon b pays c and so forth the rapidity with which the same coin repeats its function as a means of payment depends first upon the continuity of the relation of creditor and debtor among the owners of commodities the same commodity owner being the creditor of one person and the debtor of another etc and secondly upon the interval which separates the times of various payments this chain of payments or of supplementary first metamorphoses of commodities is qualitatively different from the chain of metamorphoses which is formed by the circulation of money as a circulating medium the latter not only makes its appearance gradually but is even formed in that manner a commodity is first converted into money then again into a commodity thereby enabling another commodity to become money etc or seller becomes buyer whereby another commodity owner turns seller this successive connection is accidentally formed in the very process of the exchange of commodities but when the money which a has paid to b is passed on from b to c from c to d etc and that too at intervals rapidly succeeding one another then this external connection reveals but an already existing social connection the same money passes through different hands not because it appears as a means of payment it passes as a means of payment because the different hands have already clasped each other the rapidity with which money circulates as a means of payment thus shows that individuals have been drawn into the process of circulation much deeper than would be indicated by the same rapidity of the circulation of money as coin or as a means of purchase the sum total of prices made up by all the purchases and sales taking place at the same time and therefore side by side constitutes the limit for the substitution of the volume of coin by the rapidity of its circulation if the payments that are to be made simultaneously are concentrated at one place which naturally arises at first at points where the circulation of commodities is largest the payments balance each other's negative and positive quantities a is under obligations to pay b while he has to be paid by c etc the quantity of money required as a means of payment will therefore be determined not by the total amount of payments which have to be made simultaneously but by the greater or less concentration of the same and by the magnitude of the balance remaining after their mutual neutralization as negative and positive quantities special arrangements are made for settlements of this kind even where the credit system is not developed at all as was the case for example in ancient rome the consideration of these arrangements however as well as that of the general time limits of payment which are everywhere established among certain elements in the community does not belong here we may add that the specific influence which these time settlements exert on the periodic fluctuations in the quantity of money in circulation has been scientifically investigated but lately in so far as the payments mutually balance as positive and negative quantities no money actually appears on the scene it figures here only in its capacity of a measure of value first in the prices of commodities and second in the magnitude of mutual obligations aside from its ideal form exchange value does not exist here independently not even in the form of a token of value that is to say money plays here only the part of ideal money of account the function of money as a means of payment thus implies a contradiction on the one hand in so far as payments balance it serves only ideally as a measure of value 
on the other hand in so far as a payment has actually to be made money enters circulation not as a transient circulating medium but as the final resting form of the universal equivalent as the absolute commodity in a word as money therefore whenever such a thing as a chain of payments and an artificial system of settling them is developed money suddenly changes its visionary nebulous shape as a measure of value turning into hard cash or means of payment as soon as some shock causes a violent interruption of the flow of payments and disturbs the mechanism of their settlement thus under conditions of fully developed capitalist production where the commodity owner has long become a capitalist knows his adam smith and condescendingly laughs at the superstition that gold and silver alone constitute money or that money differs at all from other commodities as the absolute commodity money suddenly reappears not as a medium of circulation but as the only adequate form of exchange value as the only form of wealth exactly as it is looked upon by the hoarder in its capacity of such an exclusive form of wealth it reveals itself unlike under the monetary system not in mere imaginary but in actual depreciation and worthlessness of all material wealth that is what constitutes the particular phase of crises of the world market which is known as a money crisis the summum bonum for which everybody is crying at such times as for the only form of wealth is cash hard cash and by the side of it all other commodities just because they are use values appear useless like so many trifles and toys or as our dr martin luther says as mere objects of ornament and gluttony this sudden reversion from a system of credit to a system of hard cash heaps theoretical fright on top of a practical panic and the dealers by whose agency circulation is affected shudder before the impenetrable mystery in which their own economical relations are involved footnote bois guillebert who would stem the development of bourgeois relations of production and violently attacks the bourgeois personally has a soft heart for those forms of money in which it appears only ideally or transiently thus he speaks first of the medium of circulation and next of the means of payment what he does not see is the direct transition of money from its ideal to the material form since the hard cash is latently present in the ideal measure of value that money is but another form of commodities he says is shown by wholesale trade in which exchange takes place without the intervention of money after les marchandises sont après le detail de la france l c page two ten in the footnote payments in their turn require the formation of reserve funds the accumulating of money as a means of payment the building up of reserve funds appears no longer as a practice carried on outside of the sphere of circulation as in the case of hoarding nor as a mere technical accumulation of coin as in the case of coin reserves on the contrary money must now be gradually accumulated to be available on certain future dates when payments become due while hoarding in its abstract form as a means of enrichment declines with the development of the capitalist system of production that species of hoarding which is directly called for by the process of production increases or to put it differently as a part of the treasure which is generally formed in the sphere of circulation of commodities is absorbed as a reserve fund of means of payment the more developed the capitalist system of production 
the more these reserve funds are limited to the necessary minimum locke in his work on the lowering of interest footnote locke l c p seventeen eighteen end of footnote furnishes interesting data with reference to the size of these reserve funds in his time they show what a considerable part of the total money in circulation the reservoirs for means of payment absorbed in england just at that time when banking began to develop the law as to quantity of money in circulation as it has been formulated in the analysis of the simple circulation of money receives an essential modification when the circulation of the means of payment is taken into account the rapidity of the circulation of money whether as circulating medium or as means of payment being given the total amount of money in circulation at a given time will be determined by the sum total of the prices of commodities to be realized plus the total amount of payments falling due at the same time minus the amount of payments balancing each other the general law that the volume of money in circulation depends on the prices of commodities is not affected by this in the least since the extent of the payments is itself determined by the prices stipulated in contracts what is however strikingly demonstrated is that even if the rapidity of the circulation and the economy of payments be assumed to remain the same the sum total of the prices of the commodities circulating in a given period of time say one day and the volume of money in circulation on the same day are by no means equal because there is a large number of commodities in circulation whose prices have yet to be realized in money at a future date and there is a quantity of money in circulation which constitutes the payment for commodities which have long gone out of circulation the latter amount will depend on the sum of payments falling due on the same day although contracted for at entirely different periods we have seen that a change in the values of gold and silver does not affect their function as measures of value or money of account but this change is of decisive importance for money as a hoard since with the rise or fall of value of gold and silver the total value of a gold or silver hoard will also rise or fall of still greater importance is the effect of this change on money as a means of payment the payment takes place after the sale of the commodity or the money serves in two different capacities at two different periods first as a measure of value then as a means of payment corresponding to the measurement if during this interval the value of the precious metals or the labor time necessary for their production undergoes a change the same quantity of gold or silver will be worth more or less when it appears as a means of payment than what it was when it served as a measure of value that is when the contract was concluded the function of a particular commodity like gold or silver to serve as money or independent exchange value comes here in conflict with the nature of the particular commodity whose magnitude of value depends on changes in the cost of its production the great social revolution which caused the fall in the value of the precious metals in europe is as well known as the revolution of an opposite character which had been brought about at an early period in the history of the ancient roman republic by the rise in value of copper in terms of which the debts of the plebeians had been contracted without attempting here to follow any further the fluctuations of value of the precious metals and their effect on the system of bourgeois political economy it is at once apparent that a fall in the value of the precious metals favors the debtors at the expense of the creditors while a rise in their value favors the creditors at the expense of the debtors End of chapter 2, part 3b.